candy girl. <laughs> and you got me. <laughs> Sugar. Aw, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. <laughs> and you got me rocking you. Put it down with me. I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. Let's get ready to recap. Recap, recap, recap. That's right. We are a Riverdale recap podcast, and we are here to tell you all about Chapter 38, As Above, So Below. This one was written by Aaron Allen and directed by Jeff Hunt. Good job. We join Archie. Mm-hmm. In jail. Mm-hmm. Where he is. In isolation. Because he's a bad boy. He's been bad. Been very bad. So he's he's been thrown in the isolation isolation cell. He's in solitary and solitary. has been for an unknown amount of time, but they say they're gonna see him in another week. They're they're all like, So if you had time to think, are you gonna do it? And he's like, No. And so they're like, Fine. Another week. What's with all these time skips? Uh, gotta get moving with the story. I feel like maybe they're trying to line up with, like, another uh, Christmas episode. So they need to catch up to time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So then we go see that FP and Alice had some phallus action. Yeah, there was a phallus involved. And and a yoni. Uh, Isn't that what they call... That's their ship name? Yes, but it's spelled a little... Anyway, Alice is apparently only wearing a bedsheet that is strategically placed in the way these things are in television. Yeah, so you Uh, can see her serpent tattoo. Yes, you can see all the way up that thigh, which is where she keeps her tattoo. Yes. You know, most of the time, sometimes she leaves it at home. That was an odd way to phrase that. And uh, FP's just going on about how he's so glad that the farm opened her up to the possibility of them. And he opened her up in some other ways. Yeah. And uh, so they have a little chat about how it's been three weeks and, you know, there's been no more blue lips or suicides and the town just thinks nothing of it. Um, That's a real short season, everybody. Uh I was surprised. But with Jughead and Betty on the case, it's not going to be the end of it. (laughs) Meanwhile, Jughead and Betty are having their own sexy time in the bunker. We built this bunker set. We're going to damn well use it. For sexy times. (laughs) It is a sex bunker. My favorite kind. Yeah, they're, they're having a nice time there, cuddling, talking about how... You know, Ben Button's death just haunts Betty Mm -hmm. because he didn't scream. It's creepy. It was creepy. Yeah. Uh, So they uh, realize, finally connecting the pieces of, you know, it's like this was like a rule in the game or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it took you three weeks to figure that out. And that they they don't have a rule book. There's all this accoutrement. Yeah. All all this paraphernalia in the bunker, but there's no, like, DMG. There's no PHB on hand. No. So they should probably check a used bookstore. Used bookstores are often full of old RPG manuals. Yeah. But no, that's not what they do. No. They do also finally, I guess, officially connect connect this to the fact that, well, maybe instead of just being a game, it's a cult that has a king. (laughs) Like... Yeah. I feel like this is stuff they should have realized as soon as they watched Ben fall out of that window. But that's where we ended the episode, so we gotta figure it out now. But it's just weird that it's 
three weeks yeah, later. For some other reason. We <laughs> Meanwhile, Fred goes to jail to mm-hmm. try to visit Archie, but is told that Archie has lost his visitor privileges because of the riot he caused, which Fred's all like, well, I have a witness, and they say that it was your dudes that caused the riot. <laughs> Uh, and you're gonna hear from my lawyer. You're gonna hear from my ex-lawyer. I mean, wife. No, just move those around. It works, She's trust me. She's my lawyer and my wife, and you don't want to mess with her. Back in Riverdale at Pops, Betty and Veronica are having a nice meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we're, we find out that the speakeasy has been ready to open. And Betty urges her to open that damn speakeasy because Pops is about to go under again. <laughs> Yes, and also she, Veronica needs to not do what Archie was worried about her doing, which was doing nothing with her life. It's so, so weird for someone to do nothing on this show, for someone to be passive. Yeah. At, at least one of the main kids. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Veronica, do a thing, please. Do a thing. You did a thing last week and it was weird, but like do something else then. Yeah. At school, uh, Betty and Jughead are continuing to discuss... Well, first off, the speakeasy mm-hmm. and how there's going to be a dress code, but like the game. And uh, Betty comes up with the idea that what if the g- game is connected to the farm and Edgar? On uh, no evidence other than similar timing, which is, hey, it's a place to start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then she sees Ethel hugging Evelyn. So yeah, <laughs> we got things to go off of here. Yeah, we do. Meanwhile, Josie and Kevin are called up to Pops, Mm -hmm. uh, where then they get to dial 642 on the random payphone on the back wall to get into the speakeasy through the secret door. Yeah, Pop Tate, who is alive. He is alive. He's not dead like we thought. And still working at his own restaurant, uh, tells them this code. They dial the code. It rings a phone behind the wall. Reggie picks up and slides the little eye thing and asks for the password that they do not know, but he lets them in anyway because Reggie is a bro. Yeah. 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 So there's a giant ass basement under <laughs> Pops. My yeah. God. It's an entire like airplane hangar. No wonder this place was hemorrhaging cash. She, she like it dressed it so all to the to nines. It yeah, yeah. That's the, why they're going out of business. The utility bills, the furniture is brand new, modern furniture. <laughs> Insane. Uh, so Veronica's giving them the rundown on the business and how it's going to be mocktails only. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that the, some of the serpents are going to work there. She wants Josie to be the resident performer and Kevin to be the MC, which he will do as long as he gets to perform occasionally. And my God, I hope this happens. Casey Cott is a great singer. Casey Cott is, like, I think the most, like, trained singer. Ashley Murray may be. It's, be- it's one of the it's two. Be- but, like, I mean, his brother's, like, a Broadway actor. I think he almost took that path himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so better happen. Better happen. <laughs> uh, but through this scene, Veronica keeps dropping French phrases. Yep. The speakeasy is called Le Bon Nuit which is like French for goodnight. It's used as a farewell. But that's not the only French she uses. She's just really bragging about that one semester. One semester she took. Just, we get it. We get it. You summered in the Riviera. Okay, fine. While this is happening, Veronica gets a call that she needs to come upstairs Mm -hmm. because Penny's there. And uh, Penny is there to offer protection 
And these kids need it, especially down in that bunker. Jughead, come on. So the ghoulies are offering their services, you know, just just in case something happens. Yeah. Of course, Veronica's like, no. Pretty nice money hole you got downstairs. Shame if something happened to it. I'm like, what What protection are you going to offer from, like, I don't know, arson? <laughs> are you firefighters? No. So back at the jail, uh, Archie is woken up from being in solitude. Uh, he's hooded and then taken to the pit. The pit. The pit, which is an empty pool. <laughs> a very big pool, like one you could dive into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Joaquin is getting his ass beat. So, yeah, it is It is as we said. There, it's an underground fight ring that uh, everybody's making money off of. There's, there's betting and there's well, payouts. And... Everyone that's not the fighter. Well, yeah, because uh, slavery is legal in America as a punishment for a crime. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, there's two people down in the pool. One of them is Joaquin, and it is not looking good for him. No. Apparently, he has been the mad dog since Archie said no, which would be three weeks of him getting his ass punched. Mm -hmm. Also, his face and shoulders and other body parts. And him punching back like he's thrown some good punches, but he is definitely tired yeah i I just want to be clear it's not entirely ass based unfortunately (laughs) the two fighters just rub their butts together really hard i'm gonna get you we have butt birds i'm gonna take you down butt birds too much friction (laughs) yeah so and then like all the guards and stuff like stand up at the top of the pool. And they're and, like, cheering watch. and shouting and hooting and hollering. So the warden is all like, well, you know, since you said no, we had to call in someone else. But he's almost, you know, at the end of his usefulness. So he can either get to go back to his cell or end up on life support. It's up to you. So Archie, being the chum that he is, he's like, fine, okay, I have been successfully tapped. All of these tapping ceremonies go very badly for me, no matter what is being tapped. But I'll do it anyway. Tap dancing. We didn't hear that story about his youth, but it was really bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. That's that's why uh, there's only one restaurant in town. The other one was leveled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then Archie is thrown into the tiny yard mm-hmm. for the workout boys of the pit, uh, which is all the other people who have been tapped, mm-hmm. uh, including a guy named Baby Teeth. Baby Teeth is our guide to the world of the, the pit. Yes, he introduces us to Stomper and then someone else, which I could not hear the name. <laughs> and we are told the ways of the world, like, we much, you must punch this bag or they will get mad at you. And they, yeah, they, they have uh, heavy bags, they have speed bags, they have, uh, of course, all manner of weights. But like all this boxing equipment is almost useless without a trainer. Yeah. Like you need somebody who can teach the fighting and the drills and everything. No, just punch the bag. If punch, you, punch. If you could just punch the bag, then uh, Adonis Creed wouldn't need to go to Philly and get rock out of retirement from his restaurant. Gotta go run those steps. Just run the steps, punch the back. R- run with the motorcycle gang. If, if running the steps was all you needed, I would be a boxer. <laughs> I did the steps. And then I questioned my life. So meanwhile, uh, Veronica goes to visit 
uh, President Blossom and First Lady Topaz. They're close, but I don't think they're married. <laughs> well, no, no, like Veronica. Pump Tony the Topaz is just like the best lady ever. Oh, okay, that makes sense. She wins no, out I, of like ladies. I agree. Like if you were to rank all of the ladies from first to last, she's the yeah, first lady. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I see where you're coming yeah. from. So she gives them some very nicely printed invites mm-hmm. to the opening night and is like, okay, pass these out to who you think they need to go to. Make sure Sweet Pea and Fangs are there. I'm not sure why that's specific because that never becomes like a thing. No, I mean, like they, they are seen there, but, but it's like, not like they don't have lines. <laughs> they I, don't I, do I wonder anything. if there was a scene that was cut out that was supposed to happen. Maybe. Because it makes no sense. Very likely. Meanwhile, uh, Jughead and Betty go to Ethel, mm-hmm. uh, and we find out that she has been put on medication for her seizures because she was having multiple ones every day. And so they're, of course, wondering, like, how long have you known Evelyn? Uh, oh, she's just the best Evelyn ever and ever. You should totally, like, her peer support group is just the greatest thing. Uh, and they're like, what? Oh, yeah, she's starting a chapter of the farm here. Principal Weatherby. Will allow anything, anything. Any club you want. There's a student chapter of everybody in Riverdale. I'm pretty sure the bowling league has a student chapter. Mm -hmm. The Lions Club has like the Cub Club. The Cub Club. They viciously prey on the the junior elks. It's, It's savage. Yeah. Yeah. They also ask her about, well, you know... Ben mentioned that you were going to be reunited in the kingdom. What's up with that? What's up with, What's that? Up with that? Like, is uh, is there like also like a, a rule book? Oh, the scripture. Which is not what it should be called ever. That's fucked up. Screams cult. You call it a scripture, it's a cult. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to ask this to uh uh the the fine folks at the System Mastery podcast, but I've got a pretty good rule of thumb that any RPG rulebook that calls itself scripture is a bad game you shouldn't play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so of course they want to know if she has a copy and eventually they convince her to come around that well, meet me at the bunker, just you jughead, and I will give you a copy. Because no matter what, Betty's never going to be the gamer type. No. And once again, I have to think, have you tried Amazon, or excuse me, Nile.com? Or, that's good, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, a library. Your used bookstore. Go to Interlibrary Loan. The odd game store in Greendale. Because Riverdale can't have one, but Greendale does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've got the best half price books. Yeah. A lot of them are ancient grimoires, so you do have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Don't read those out loud. There, there's this one house that has the wildest yard sales. We'll be seeing them over the weekend. Yes. Uh, but Betty's like, you know, it's okay. You can go. I need some peer support. Yes, true, but she doesn't actually mean it. No. Uh, meanwhile, back over at uh, Pops. Back at the, the nighty night room. Yeah. The nighty night room, yes. Uh, Reggie is shirtless and sweaty and moving boxes. I feel like he noticed an archie shaped hole in town. Like, that's me. That's what I'm going to do. Archie's not here? I'm going to okay. be hot and shirtless and constantly wet for some reason. And she just has like a Mr. fan from like a theme park. And half a scene from now, I'm going to knock over something to be extra clumsy. You know why? Because I'm Archie now. Yeah. 
Uh, so he's he's moved in some boxes that are supposed to be like the napkins and supplies that Veronica ordered. Mm-hmm. But these boxes are filled with something else. <gasps> they are filled with the jingle jangle. What I can only assume to be thousands and thousands of dollars worth of jingle jangle street value. Oh yeah, because this is like they're pulling out packages that at By first you're fistful. like, are those like packages of like fifty party straws each? No, 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 no. That's the jingle jangle. Mm-hmm. Veronica's instantly like, "Oh no, we have drugs," and Reggie's like, "Oh no, what if my mom finds out?" I love Reggie so much. He tries to be so tough, but he knows his mom can kick his ass. His mom is the toughest. Remember that, like, five minutes of the show she was in? Yeah. She made an impression. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, what happens? Pops calls down and is like, hey, the sheriff is up here. <laughs> She's like, Reggie, you gotta hide this. I will stall him. So she goes up and the sheriff's like, well, I'm here for an inspection. Mm-hmm. Well, we've had all our inspections. No, my inspection. This, this is now okay. <laughs> yeah, this is harassment. This is police harassment. I am surprised he didn't say he needed to inspect her body. Uh, I'm with the FBI. That's a female body inspector. Yeah, I thought... I have a t-shirt from Spencer's Gifts, and I'll have you know that I will stand up in law. I thought he was just going to, like, unbutton his police uniform and we'd see that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got this from a gift shop in South Bend. You'd expect it to be from South Beach, but no, South Bend, Indiana. Things get a little crazy. So she takes him downstairs, and Archie, or not Archie, <laughs> Reggie. Told you. Reggie has his shirt back on, and he is polishing a glass until it shines. And it's just like, hey, Sheriff, without even looking. <laughs> uh, and the jingle jangle is nowhere to be seen. It's just like napkins and disposable tablecloths for their incredibly fancy tables. What's with the, like, party city-level stuff they ordered for this super swank speakeasy? So, of course, then the sheriff's like, well, fine. Uh, But just so you know, I'm also collecting donations for (laughs) our underfunded sheriff office. You're supposed to say the policeman's ball or some sort of, like, uh, uh, injured-in-the-line-of-duty charity fund. You... You can't say that your bribe is going directly to the operating budget. That's like, that's not how this game works, Sheriff Mineta. That's not exciting. <laughs> like, your bribe is going to my drug habit or something. Come yeah. on. I'm collecting donations just because. Just because. And so he's going to be back uh, after opening night. Once they have some cash on hand, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So he leaves... Veronica is like, yep, my father has something to do with this. Of course. (laughs) It's always her first instinct, and she's usually right. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, over at school, uh, Betty goes to the support meeting Mm -hmm. and is the only person there. Not even Ethel. Nobody wants to go. And there are four pizzas. Yeah. Evelyn brought pizza. The first rule of a successful school club is free pizza, and she can't even get it off the ground with that. Well, her sign didn't advertise free pizza, I bet. Well, yeah, that's that's like rule 1A. Free food. You gotta tell people about it. That's the only reason I went to, like, anything in college. Mm -hmm. Free food or a free t-shirt. Yeah. I don't go for any other reason. (laughs) Betty brings up Ethel. To Evelyn, well, I hear you're helping her with uh, her seizures. Like, oh, yeah, 
But I just got to get her off that seizure medication because that's the only thing stopping her from, like, getting better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Betty is like, well, I'm, I was considering, you know, taking some, but, like, if, you know, maybe your dad can help me. And Evelyn is so excited by this very thin ruse. I thought she was going to drop the pizza. She's so trusting, this this creepy Evelyn Evernever. Yeah. Uh, like, yes, you are down with the clown. By the way, we worship a clown. Don't ask. Well, ask later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, back at jail, Archie is sleeping, and suddenly there's a hand of a guard over his mouth saying, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. And he gets bagged again and dragged out to the pit again. And this whole uh, uh, rigmarole, this routine, it's very like Captain America 2, Winter Soldier to me. Slow motion. (laughs) Punch. Yes. Punch. Like wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey are his activating code words. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, when they get in the fight, it's just like two shots and he's down. So it's more gladiator. Uh, <laughs> Two shots and the other person's down. Right, right. Archie, like, socked him. He ducks the opening swing, shot to the ribs, shot to the jaw, knockout. Yeah. Then Archie gets put back in his cell, and they're like, well. Screaming, are you not entertained? The winner gets perks, so any requests for lunch. He's like, well, have you heard of Pops? And I'm like, isn't that, like, five hours away? <laughs> They are not going to be warm. You know what? The guards do. They go get him pops. And I'm like, how? They not only get him a burger, they get burgers for all of the punch buddies. Yeah. Which is the biggest order Veronica's served in the last month. Yeah. 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 She, the, he just saved pops. <laughs> Especially through that delivery cost. Yes. That's yes. why we haven't seen Pops, is he was taking just... him forever to drive burgers around. <laughs> because apparently they don't have a, like, limit on delivery miles. Pop Tate is the Grubhub guy. <laughs> it's all he does. And because Veronica's like, you know what? This will really help our business if we open up delivery. And he's like, Veronica, I'm just, I drove 300 miles yesterday. Yeah, it, it's a, a special promotion where there's, like, no borders on the delivery zone for the first month. And Pop Tate has gone through five cars. None of them could handle it. That's why they're like going out of business is because they keep having to buy a new car. Well, yeah, he can put it on his expenses. Veronica's not a monster. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Serpent Tent City, mm-hmm. uh, Tony and Cheryl are having a photo shoot. <laughs> I don't know why, but they are. Tony's taking pictures of Cheryl as she sits in what I assume is Jughead's throne <laughs> because it has a, the crown stitched into the headrest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has a throne. He has a th- He's a fucking serpent king. But it's an easy chair they dragged out of the dump, which is very good. There has got to be a squirrel living in that thing. <laughs> well, yeah, they're best friends. That's the new hot dog. Where is hot dog? <laughs> So Veronica's there looking for Jughead, but Cheryl and, you know, Tony can help. So Veronica tells them about Penny, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, we need to blackmail her. That's that's it. Yeah, blackmail. yeah. They gotta, gotta have... get some nudes. <laughs> I think Penny probably has some nudes lying around, but anybody who has them, she will chop off their fingers. FP, be careful. <laughs> Veronica wants to confront Pop her papa, but she knows not to do it without some leverage. Mm-hmm. So who's been keeping eyes on the ghoulies? The serpents. 
specifically fangs and sweet pea. Yeah. Seems like the ghoulies, you know, as we know, took over the right white worm. But it's now their jingle jangle lab. <laughs> and, you know, since Tony worked there, she knows the way in. She knows all of the secret entrances and exits, which is a thing that bars have, I guess? Usually. We... They're good. And technically, it's like legally they have to, because you can't just have like one way in or out. Fire mm, hazard. Uh, okay, okay. Fire code. I'm sure the white worm is entirely up to every code all above board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely passed every health inspection with a, a A+. Plus. Yeah. So then a really great song gets played. Yeah. And we get a sneaky sneak montage. We get a sneaky sneak montage of them using one of these secret tunnels into the white worm basement that is indeed a jingle jangle lab. And these faceless uh, uh, drug men are wearing black aprons and gas masks and they're all like factory sealed for freshness. Yeah. As they play the song the drug is named for. Jingle Jangle, the Archie's second biggest hit after Sugar Sugar. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's very, very good. So yeah, they sneak in. They take a bunch of pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of just orange sugar lying around. (laughs) The thing I want to know is they've got to have a better way to like make their production go better because it cannot be cost effective to have some poor person stand there and like fill little straws with sugar yeah one of them is gonna watch a how it's made episode about pixie sticks yeah look look at what the robot can do think about how many more drugs they could package if someone wasn't (laughs) just standing there like with a tiny funnel tiny funnel okay i can put three tablespoons in or they could make like ooh, they could go into business and make other drugs they could have like fun fun dip Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh huh. You know what the problem is with all these drugs? They aren't setting their uh, sights high enough. Ooh. Ooh. Make some ring pops <laughs> that are like, they'll make you ring. They'll make you <laughs> ring. Yeah. Like, ooh. I don't. I'm trying to think of slogans about things it could do to your brain. Uh, I think there are two things we've learned today. First, <laughs> drugs don't need slogans and shouldn't have them. Second, you've never done a drugs. I once went to a party that had weed. And you left immediately. Because I had an allergic reaction to the environment. And I stopped responding to people just by being in the room. Maybe they had some really nasty cats. We don't know. There's, I would be terrible at doing drugs. Can you imagine me on drugs? But why can't drugs have, like, catchphrases and slogans? You have to market them. No, you don't have to market drugs because drugs work. But, like, if you come out with a new drug, don't you want to be like, hey, try my new drug? No. It will make you jingle jangle. Okay, who's going to hear these ads? And would that involve the police? It's just the person, like, on the street corner with their trench coat. Being like, hey. And they're just like whispering really quietly. What makes you go, what? And then they tell you again. I would like you to try some drugs <laughs> just so you know why this is bad what and if, dumb. What if some of the commercials we see are actually for drugs? What if that Poopsie Slime Surprise is actually a drug? Poopsie Slime Surprise is something that teens will do in season four of Riverdale, yes. 
they're going to talk about the slime. They're going to talk about their bana- ultra rare poops. <laughs> the the um not an epidemic. Yes, there's a slime <laughs> epidemic sweeping the nation thousands dead or in critical condition because of slime what's the word i want i don't know craze the slime craze and it will be like a new drug but it's it it's slime like all the kids all those kids in their youtube videos making slime but it's filled with drugs and they just like eat slime if you could get high <laughs> off of eating slime, then I would understand the people who want to blow the monster from uh, Shape of Water a lot more. The, the slime the kids are making is just glue and detergent, and they're already eating detergent pods. This is really not that far-fetched. That's right. We recorded this episode eight months ago. <laughs> Except you can't, you would have to use like real glue and not like the kids' glue. Well, obviously. That's like safe paste. Our drugs have standards. Yeah, you gotta, you know, use the super glue. People just use (laughs) glue as a drug. You don't need to do anything to it. Well, you know, if you're looking for something a little more fun, a little more sparkly. (laughs) I have no idea what you even think (laughs) drugs are at this point. Apparently it's, it's pixie sticks. This is what I'm learning. Do you know what drugs are? Of course I know what drugs are. I went through D.A.R.E. as in, in school, and I won my class's essay contest. Of course you fucking did. I won a lot of essay did contests. Did you get a t-shirt? I got a satin jacket for winning the contest. Yeah. That's a jacket that'll get you beat up. I was not in school long enough to have a D.A.R.E. program, <laughs> but I did have to go to like a safety program about like crossing the street. And I remember that there were, like, these little, like, tricycle cars. And they told us, oh, kindergartners, you are not old enough to ride the fake tricycle cars down our fake little street in the gym. You get to do that in first grade. And then I left kindergarten. (laughs) Because that's bullshit. That is bullshit. I can ride a tricycle, thank you. (laughs) You spent the next 12 years avoiding (laughs) organized schooling. Uh, so anyways, um... Oh, we're doing a show? (laughs) You don't say! So meanwhile, uh, Jughead goes to the bunker Mm -hmm. to meet Ethel. Princess Ethelene, thank you very much. And she has lined the walkaway with candles Mm. and is dressed up in her finest princess wear. Those are definitely Betty's candles, come on. It It was their anniversary. She she welcomes him to his first game and leads him through this journey mm-hmm. of adventure. One thing we skipped, I, I don't know why I didn't get a chance to say this, but in the infiltration, I wanted to point out that uh, Veronica was wearing the same top she wore when they were busting Cheryl out of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Oh, I and know I, that. And I appreciate them reusing her spy outfit. Her spy outfit, that's nice. Yeah. Well, uh, meanwhile, Jughead has become a Hellcaster. Yeah, of course he'd pick Hellcaster. Of course he would. I mean, it has a cool name. It does have a pretty cool name. Uh, and that was apparently Ben's avatar. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. She was supposed to ascend with him, but he betrayed her and finished the game with Dilton. Pick if- a quest card, Jughead. <laughs> 
Uh, so while they are doing this, Betty goes home, finds a whole bunch of people from the farm there, except not Edgar. And she she talks about how, oh, I was hoping to meet Edgar, and everyone laughs in her face. <laughs> you don't get to meet Edgar. You have to get through so many levels of acceptance. Yeah, what a great way to make the new kid feel welcome, you jerks. Uh, yeah, and so they're all there because Evelyn uh, told them that they were she was ready to you know meet people from the farm and this is her first testimony about all the bad things she's done in her life which is a real heavy icebreaker i gotta say evelyn's trying to make her feel better like it's okay we already know about how you helped with the dead body in the kitchen it's like a book club but the book is all of your past sins yeah so this is when we find out that alice has told them literally everything everything She wouldn't tell her own husband about the shady man. And now she's telling all these kitchen ninnies. Yep. (laughs) Um, Betty wants to talk about this, but no, no, no. We must talk about you, Betty. Mm -hmm. Um, So then Betty blows up at them about how, well, you know, when the farm showed up, the game started and then the kill, you know, people dying started. Do they, you all have something to do with the game? And they're we like, haven't even heard of Griffins and Gargoyles until your mother mentioned playing it. What? What? Betty seems like she's going to have a seizure or faint. Yeah. The, but the, she just the stumbles same, away. The same drunken camera work that preceded her first seizure. Yes. So back in the bunker, mm-hmm. uh, Jughead needs to pick his door. And he does. Yeah. This role-playing game seems to have no role-playing in it. No, you pick just... a character, you don't name them, you don't uh, uh, determine any of their abilities or, or backstory as far as we can tell. You pick a card out of a deck randomly, and in the end, it's just a choose-your-own-adventure book. Pick door A or B. And so he picked a door. And behind door number two are two cups that would have been behind door number one as well. Yeah, probably. <laughs> They were literally behind the thing she was holding up that were the doors. Her, like, d- nothing her DM else. screen, She yes. lifted it, and then there was nothing else but these two cups. It could have been different narration if he picked the, the fancy gaudy door instead of the, the simple door of a carpenter. Sure. <laughs> behind this door, you take a path around a tree and down a hill, and then, oh, there's two cups. <laughs> uh, it, it does seem a bit railroaded, yes. So and she, he doesn't even get to pick which cup. He has to flip a coin. Well, she she says that he can pick. And then he refuses. You know, he need, yes. But he needs to pick to prove his worthiness. But yeah, he refuses. And then and, she foists the coin on him. Well, this can pick for you or something. Yeah. You know, you got to drink one. And he's like, well, is that they got poison? It's gargoyle blood, not poison. You know that. No, no, what what gets her offended, though, is, is when he calls it fresh aid. Not when he brings up the poison. Yeah. He's denying the, the fictional reality and talking about, like, capital B brands. It's gargoyle blood. <laughs> uh, so he's like, well, if I do this, will I get the scripture? Of course, she's like, yes, the king is my witness. Mm-hmm. Chill, Ethel, chill. Uh, so he flips the coin, he takes the cup, he downs it back, and he has blue lips. Mm-hmm. That is some really instant blueifying drink. You're one to talk. I don't just shove my lips in the liquid and go, Ooh. Well, you could learn some from me, then. You're just, like, slurping it? Yeah. Like a little anteater? Yep. I don't know if they actually do that. They probably use their tongue. 
but I've never given an anteater a goblet, so who could say? <laughs> He's like, well, I feel okay. It's like, okay, well, here's the scripture, but first you have to kiss me. And this is very accurate. RPGs are are a proven way for unpopular people to get kisses in high school. We're a bit after the heyday of vampire LARPs, but the point still stands. So yeah, she gets the kiss, he gets the book, he's busy looking at it, and she downs the other goblet <laughs> filled with poison. And this is why these kids have never heard of this game before. It's hard to establish a player base when half of your players die every session. You, It's not sustainable. How are you going to sell later modules? Who's going to buy the expansion books? I don't know. So he drags her out of the bunker, calling 911. They're in the hospital. She's okay. She's on suicide watch, however. And she says, well, I didn't try to, like, kill myself. Yeah, Yo, you, you did. did. You, you poured did. cyanide into a goblet and then you drank from it. You did. And so then they have an argument about how the game is over and she needs to talk to her parents about what happened. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, she's not going to tell and she's not going to let him tell because if he says anything, then she'll say it was him who prepared the goblets. Yeah. Ma, ma, ma. She's also telling him, like, I told him you are worthy enough to spread his gospel, meaning the Gargoyle King. Mm -hmm. And she says, thank you, Hellcaster, for helping me finish my game. <laughs> she needs some downtime, maybe a nap. Veronica goes and visits Hiram. Mm -hmm. So here's the deal. I got these pictures of your drug lab. So now I'm extorting you. Give me 10,000 bucks, daddy-o. Otherwise, I go to the FBI. And this just goes to prove that these kids might be the heroes, but they have no interest in being heroic. No. If you wanted to help the town at large, maybe shut down this drug lab that we've been told, never shown, nothing bad happens to anybody who does jingle jangle, except getting shot by vigilantes, I guess. Just, but just, just go to the FBI right Just go right to the FBI away. right now and shut down the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Don't get one kid out, get them all out. Here's the deal, people. You act. You don't just talk about it. You do it. This is your friendly reminder not to just talk about politics, but to go vote. <laughs> November 6th is the election. Mm -hmm. There is still plenty of time to register to vote if you are not registered, and a lot of states will let you register the day of. Check for your local voting location. Yes. Okay? Okay. Know your rights. <laughs> and also know that politics is far more than voting. This is well. But, like, there, there's one that's on the calendar, and it's coming up soon. It's coming so up soon, so, kind like, of focused on that. go do that. But, like, yeah. What he said. So back at jail. Uh, so back at jail. Where they're not allowed to vote. No. In, in many, many states. Far too many states. Yep. Also because they're all under 18 at this jail. So. At this jail, yes. <laughs> Archie's talking to the warden, and the warden's like, I uh, just wanted to talk to you about your last fight. Um, ending it with one punch is not great. It's not good entertainment. I, so you I need love to give your a drive. show. I love your skills, but I have some notes. Okay. Uh. You missed your mark. You need to hit your light. And uh, you forgot some lines. Like six scenes worth of lines. Keep going. I'd like you to try this exercise. It's called punctuation walks. It helps me <laughs> find the rhythm of the language in a really... Uh, uh, tactile sort of way don't make fun of punctuation i walks. love punctuation walks. i love the question mark my favorite thing was watching you do punctuation walks yeah yes 
But yeah, uh, th- there's a big important fight coming up. Uh, the the superintendent of prisons is coming to town, <laughs> who approves of this, I guess. Yeah, and we gotta satisfy the bloodlust. And if a prison warden is talking about having bloodlust, I feel like there should be a hotline you could call. <laughs> Maybe not the superintendent An of prisons. HR person to talk to. Maybe somebody above the superintendent of prisons. Maybe. Back in Archie's cell, he is talking to his dad. Yeah, he got his visitation privileges back. Through his mind. You think so? His dad disappeared. I thought Fred could just do that. You thought Fred was just a ghost. It's season three. Anything can happen. We're not quite there yet. We we have someone with the mutant power to induce seizures. Well, Fred can't do that yet. That's what you think. Uh, is what if Fred is actually dead and it was his ghost? There you go. That's all I'm saying. What if Fred actually died when he got shot? And he's just been a ghost all along since then. For the last 24 episodes, 25 episodes. Yes. We're just now finding out. So this ghost Fred says, (laughs) he's talking about Archie's, you know, past being in a bunch of fights in school, always protecting somebody else and reminds him there are other ways to put on a show for the warden. I'm just waiting for him to say, remember that musical Remember that time that you were in urine town? Remember that tap dancing incident that collapsed the Burger King? <laughs> That's a callback. Yeah. To four hours ago, this recording is... <laughs> and our Archie, you know, is struggling with what the warden has asked of him, and mm-hmm. he knows it's wrong. So at the Cooper household, Alice is talking to Betty mm-hmm. about how, well, you didn't actually want to join the farm. You just wanted to meet Edgar. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. And she's like, Mom, you freaking implicated me, Jughead, FP. You told them everything. What the hell? Tell me what you know about the game is what yeah. Betty wants to know. And what Alice says. I trust them more than I trust you, Betty. Oh. <gasps> oh, Alice, how could you? They told me to start using the moon cup. What have you done for me lately? No, she just free bleeds. <laughs> yeah. And just dreams about how she wishes she had a lotus birth. <laughs> She's going to try to have a, a fourth kid so she can do a lotus birth. Yeah. 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 We talked about lotus birth with the twins. <laughs> That's a long callback. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I highly believe she free bleeds now. Okay, great. She- cool. This show went there and it's my fault. <laughs> Uh, so over at Pops, things are swanky. <laughs> They're so swanky. For... There's a line out the door for these people to get in the basement. Yeah. Uh, and our power couple, uh, Cheryl and Tony, show up. Escorted straight to the front. Reggie is, uh, uh, doormanning, but, like, in that classy way. Yeah, he's, like, the, the cool bouncer. Yeah, he's not the bouncer. He's more like the, the crowd manager. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what he tells himself. Chughead and Betty are there, and he's filling Betty in on how he got the scripture and he did it at the trailer, which I'm automatically like, that's probably a terrible idea, um, but he's going to show it to her later. There's lots of pictures in it. Mm-hmm. Um, of this, like, naked lady, but with a shrimp's head? It's very strange. Like, bleeding eyes. That's a real um, D&D god, by the way. Yeah. Blip dual poop. 
Oh, okay. And Betty's just like, oh, you still have fresh aid on your lips. It's so cute. <laughs> I'm like, that's not cute. He almost died. Yeah, 50-50. Everybody dies sometime. Uh, Hiram shows up. Yeah. Because he wants to hang with the teenagers because he's a fucking creep. He, he wants to congratulate Veronica on her big day and say that he's proud and give her a gift. The giant portrait, portrait of herself. Which is not going to fit in the decor upstairs or down. It's frankly gauche. Yeah. Maybe it can go in a bathroom. <laughs> Hang it above the urinals. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Everybody whipping their dicks out underneath the Veronica painting. Well, she, she can Love stare it. at them with like distaste. Like, is that all you've got? You're not getting a VIP with that, buddy. Nope, not good enough. She lets him come downstairs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but then tells Just, Reggie to keep an eye on him. She she does it to show off, like, this is what a legitimate business looks like. Almost failing. <laughs> Just barely paying for the power. Completely indulged in our own mythology. <laughs> with no eye to uh, economy. <laughs> Or profit margin. So Kevin is the MC in his carry tux. Speaking yeah. of reused uh, costumes, and uh, he thanks everyone for coming, and he introduces Josie. She's gorgeous. This dress. Yes. Oh my god. Yes, Kevin's obsessed. I'm obsessed. You're obsessed. Everybody it's loves great. it. Uh, and she sings while there's these like shadow dancers. They're they're doing the choreography bit from uh, the White Christmas movie. Which cheerleaders are those who are naked <laughs> back there just dancing? The the silent ones that follow uh, uh, Cheryl around. So while she is singing. While she's singing a bizarre cover of Anything Goes. Yes. It's like if Cole Porter was writing for Lord. Yes. Uh, we cut to the pit <laughs> where the warden has the dorkiest expression oh, he's, ever. He's into he's it. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Archie is calling shots. He's like telling he's this. He's coaching the little dude. He's telling this chump they put up against him when and where and how to punch him. Yes, and he's letting the little dude beat the shit out of him. And they're they're basically writing a narrative into this fight. He is one episode from inventing professional wrestling. I want the next time we see the pit, these guys to be cutting promos on each other. I want run-ins. I want people establishing stables. Yeah. Yes. I want them to, like, yeah, be creating secret signals mm -hmm. for what moves they're going to do. They're going to grow out their hair. The reason... Because when you grapple with somebody with long hair, it covers up that you're you're talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah, and whispering in each other's ears what the next three moves are going to be. Well, and long hair gives you um, better things to grab hold of for fake, like, hair grabs and yes. face smashing and everything. Also very Same good. Same technique for stage combat. <laughs> it's much easier to do some of those moves with girls because you can, like, get your fingers in their hair and it makes it look like you really got them. Mm -hmm. But really, you're just like... Lip. Hair pulling technique is really important for professional wrestlers, mm -hmm. stage combatants, mm -hmm. people very good at sex. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this has got weird. So then after he get, Archie gets very beat up, he punches the kid out with one blow. Yes. A after they made it look real good, went the distance, he, he makes himself the come from behind yeah. hero. And the warden's just like, this kid is a star. <laughs> <laughs> so our star gets thrown back in his cell with all of Mad Dog's hand-me-downs. Yeah, he's got his old tube TV. He's got a stack of books. I didn't notice if he had the pinup ladies, but he probably does. 
Uh, and then the warden brings him a bottle of booze, yeah. uh, telling him he's got quite a future and that they're just getting started. And this bottle of booze has a label on it that says... Lodge label rum, which is something you're not supposed to give to 16-year-olds. Just goes to show that the uh, uh, prison industrial complex has nothing to do with the rule of law. Suck it. So then Archie throws this bottle... Smashing against the bars. It's very good. I don't know how the cameraman was uninjured. There was a lot of protective material around them. Just like a, a riot shield right below the, the lens. And then Archie tosses around a lot of the stuff in the room mm -hmm. with anger. But then there's this book and he opens it and there's a carved out section of the book <gasps> to fit a, a thing. A, a hammer. A hammer. A, like, stone chisel hammer. Yeah. The kind you would want to break out of a prison. Darling, did you notice what the book was, though? No, I d couldn't see what it was. It was a big, thick volume of The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas. Uh-huh. Which is, for those who didn't watch a lot of Wishbone, the classic novel of uh, uh, someone who was wrongfully convicted, mm -hmm. sent to prison for years, and broke out in order to enact a complicated plan of revenge. Mm-hmm. I love this show. <laughs> Jughead and Betty go to the trailer... And as soon as they walk in the door, FP has grabbed Jughead and is freaking out at him, waving the scriptures in his face. Mm -hmm. And is like, are you playing? You have blue lips. You must be playing. <laughs> Don't lie to me, boy. Uh, and Alice is there as well. Uh, FP's like, this game is pure evil and no one's going to play it. And he, he rushes out to the fire pit outside that is roaring and... Tosses it in. Jughead and Betty are pleading. No, we. It's it's our only clue. It's our biggest lead. We need to find out what happened. Sir, it's, it's our only way to help people. But it clearly has a barcode. This is commercially available. And all I wanted out of this was for Jughead to reach in that fire and grab the book out of the fire, <laughs> sacrificing his hand for this. Mm -hmm, but they just mm -hmm. stand there and watch it burn. Meanwhile, back at the lodges, which it took me a while to figure out that's where they were. At first, I'm like, are we in a dressing room of pops? Is there a dressing room here? I'm so confused. But no, it's Veronica's room, I guess. Uh, Hiram comes to talk to Veronica. She's all like, well, the drug lab must be cleared out. And he's like, what drug lab? Wink. Yeah, he, he skipped out on opening night to get out from that bit of blackmail. Yeah. Yeah. Back at jail, Archie goes into their tiny little boxing ring, boxing yard, mm -hmm. and immediately tells them all about the hammer he found in a book. He's such a trusting boy. He never even thinks about how many hamburgers baby teeth could get for, for passing that along to the guards. Right? But luckily, Joaquin, who is out, out of the hospital. Finally. But with a very busted up one side of his face and a broken arm, is into this plan and says, count me in. Yeah, Joaquin, my boy. Joaquin, go back to Kevin. Reunite <laughs> with your love. Uh, and then back at the bunker, we are having more sexy fun times. Mm -hmm. And so they're talking about like, oh, maybe it's for the best. Uh, you know, I was reading it, it did seem pretty evil. And if there's Betty... no copies of the game left, nobody can play. We're all good. And Betty's all like, no, they played it, Jug. 
They played it. Our parents played this game. And I think this finally explains why Riverdale is such a small town where everybody knows each other. The other half of that generation died. Yes. Died. We see Ethel in the hospital, kneeling on her bed, speaking. She said, I did what you asked. I spread the gospel. And this is overlapped with Jughead walking through school the next day. And Cheryl has the game, the scriptures. Cheryl would never be caught dead with that nerd shit. Don't lie to me. Don't even try to play. It was in her locker. Yeah, and she would immediately toss it out without a second thought. Well, and then Jughead realizes that everyone has a copy of it. It was in everyone's locker. Mm -hmm. And by next weekend, everyone would be playing it. And Ethel ends us with, soon uh, they will join us, my king. And then we see the fucking Gargoyle King staring at her in the hospital room. Just imagine the Gargoyle King walking in the front door, checking in at the information desk to ask where Ethel was, riding the elevator. I'm just imagining... Nobody says anything. I'm just imagining the Gargoyle King having the voice of the Halloween trickster from uh, Gravity Falls. Yeah. Or the Summerween trickster. When the last jack-o'-lantern goes out. That that sort of thing? Yeah. And with that, that was this week's episode... (laughs) See, we're done with the role-playing games. <laughs> I mean, we played one this past weekend. We did, we did. I was a bear who's a hacker. We, we were all bears. The hacker. <laughs> so, darling, what did you think of this week's episode? It was it was a treat. It was a trip. It didn't go completely sideways like the last two episodes, but like there are only so many dimensions in space. We're, yeah. we're eventually going to get to like string theory. By the end of the season. Well, but, and yeah, and they needed to, like, carry on some of the stories that they, you know, set up. Mm-hmm. Can't just keep adding. But I I actually kind of like that we're developing things. <laughs> We've had our establishment. Now we have our, our development. Yes. It's very good. Yes. Uh, necessary, even. I think my favorite part was when they are playing uh, uh, Griffins yes, and Gargoyles. So the, the asymmetry of that scene where Jughead is like, I am going through the motions to get what I need. And Princess Etheline is like, hell yeah, got another one. She is so fucking in it. Yes. Well, as we mentioned, she's like totally dressed up and just fully in it and like ready to go to Ren Faire. Like eight inch princess crown with a veil coming from the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She is ready to get a turkey leg. I always enjoy getting new sets to like mix things up. Like the bunker. The bunker has got a hell of a look. I do the, enjoy the, the bunker. The speakeasy. Mm-hmm. I wonder what sort of business is going to happen in the speakeasy. Drugs. Pops proper is always the place where people connect, and if there are good moments, they are at Pops. I am very confused about, like, how that's going to be with, like, are you always going to have a line of people trying to get in, taking over booth space? I do love the the image of all of these, like, truckers stopping in for, like, a 24 hours om- omelet. Yeah. Meanwhile, a bunch Slanky of, like, kids. trust fund assholes or, like smoking their their jewels out wait waiting for reggie to give them the thumbs up yeah yeah it's it's nice having the new environments and i i did love all the stuff with the game Mm -hmm. and ethel i i like that we were developing 
little parts. Like yes. having that scene with people from the farm. I'm so glad Ethel's not dead. I was so afraid Yet. she'd be dead when she drank the goblet. I think she might be dead after that uh, Goblin King visit gargoyle king visit because i kind of love ethel as a character but also there's been like this weird if she had died it would have felt like there was a meeting early on in development like we got too many side characters let's go yeah <laughs> round them up we can't get rid of another one right now <laughs> <laughs> i love bringing back segments let's check in with those teens on instagram Here's someone's theory. Yes. The big creature from the promo is the physical form of Betty's darkness. Ah, Dark Betty, who we haven't seen, mm-hmm. uh, who, who Betty says is done, was externalized and has found physical form. In the Gargoyle King. In the Gargoyle King. Mm-hmm. All right. This I love of uh, someone saying, has anyone noticed that almost all of the characters characters have both names beginning with the same letter? Yeah, when's Bruce Banner going to show up? Where's Peter Parker on Riverdale? It's almost like this person doesn't know it has anything to do with a comic. <laughs> um, can, can the Lois Lane start working for the Blue and Gold? Why not? Chick is actually Penny's brother. After she was exiled from Riverdale and heard that Betty was looking for her real brother, mm-hmm. she seized the opportunity and told Chick to pretend to be Alice's son, since Chick and Charles were roommates, she moved Charles out to Greendale so he would never know. And by hurting Betty like this, she would ultimately be getting back at Jughead. That seems super indirect for a lady whose usual plans to hurt Jughead are punching him many, many times. Yeah. 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 I don't mean to dunk on on the Instagram fandom. I expect more from them. They impressed me a lot last season. This is so far-fetched, but we never actually saw Cassidy Hmm. Bullock got get murdered, right? All we heard was a gunshot in the distance after Archie left him with Andre. That's so true. So I feel like Andre may have let Cassidy go with a threat, but still fired the gun to make Archie think he killed him for when he reports back to Hiram. And I think Archie's innocence will be proven once Cassidy makes a reappearance, comes back from hiding, once he finds out Archie is dead and can't hurt him anymore. Or once he finds out Andre is dead and can't hurt him anymore. This is what I'm talking about. That is surprisingly plausible. Yeah. I do wish it involved him dating someone. Yeah. Just just for that extra credit, you know, go above and beyond. Evelyn mm-hmm. is the Gargoyle King. Uh-huh. And is causing the seizures when they're talking about the Gargoyle King, which makes her mad. Oh, okay. Okay. So it is, Evelyn does have a seizure power, but that's her in the stilts and the sticks yeah. and the mask. Okay. Or like she can just morph into that form. It's her true form or something. Okay, okay. That does make the whole elevator thing more plausible. Do you think they're going to... I guess no one knows to look for the the Gargoyle King on, on the CCTV. Yeah. But that would be a heck of a way to find him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no one will agree, but I honestly think Hal has a twin, either a fraternal twin or a lookalike twin who knows, but I know he's not working alone. He has an accomplice. This is going to sound crazy, but I think that Tallboy might be his accomplice twin. There's nothing I have to prove this, but Tallboy hates FP, and I'm sure Hal also hates FP for getting with Alice. I mean, I am sure that Hal hates FP, and Tallboy was the second Black Hood. Yeah. So they're already accomplices. So what? It, I think that could be an interesting twist, though. We eventually find out that they were twins. But, but they're if- both... Like, he's dead, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, if, if Tallboy is dead, that's kind of a who cares one. It doesn't matter. Yeah. This person is connecting uh, 
Betty and Jughead investigating to Jermanji, which I believe I said last time. You did. Yes, you so did. So I just needed to say that to be like, yep, I'm not the only one. <laughs> not so much a theory, but someone complaining. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I'm really ticked off at that scene where the serpents go to rescue Hot Dog and Penny and the ghoulies show up. Cheryl was threatening to shoot Penny with her bow and arrow, but the ghoulies gave up and left so she didn't shoot her. But what I don't understand is why Cheryl didn't just shoot her anyways and end it. Like, she obviously wasn't worried about getting in trouble or anything because she literally just shot Malachi in the shoulder, no problem. Mm -hmm. I'm honestly so frustrated because that would have solved so many problems if Penny was just out of the picture. You know what I hate about this teen drama show? All the drama. Not enough murder. <laughs> Why can't they efficiently solve their problems? Um, this is someone who doesn't understand what something means. This one you're about to read. Yep. I don't understand why everyone ships Phallus. If they get together, then Betty and Jughead would be half-sibling and couldn't date or have any future. That's <sighs> not how it works. That's really not how it works. The amount of times I see this argument... That's not how it's it works. It's not how it works. They don't suddenly have... Darling, you say that, but you're forgetting that any time someone takes a second spouse, they do have to have a DNA graft with both them and any children they're bringing into the yeah. relationship. They I'm... have to do a blood pack. They have to cut up their hand and like spit mm -hmm. and shake. It's, it's a lesser known bit of legislation as part of the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. It's, it's a very complicated bill. Oh, okay. Speaking of uh, paternity, mm -hmm. okay, I'm not weird, but what if Hal is Jellybean's dad? <laughs> okay, so FP is Chick's dad, and so to get revenge because of logic, he had an affair with Gladys. Oof, I can imagine it. Gladys? Gladys. Gladys? No. Gladys? Yeah. Okay. What, what are those core uh, exercises? Pilates? Pilates, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fred caused Archie so much pain when he tried to stop Archie from keeping the red circle up. He's just jealous of Archie being a hero. <laughs> Archie is so precious and loving. He's only trying to help Hiram to protect oh Veronica. God. Fred should have died when he got shot at Pop so Archie could focus on Veronica and Hiram instead of protecting his stupid dad. The Hiram is the perfect dad. He loves his family and only does what's right. Fred should have... Fred should more like Hiram, or he can just get shot again. The posts are coming from inside the manosphere. That was an actual groiper chud who wrote that. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> okay. I think that Jason was found by Edgar from the farm, who does some sort of black magic, and he's actually alive. The body we saw wasn't his, and him and Polly are running the farm. I'm when? Like, when, though? Because he was almost immediately caught and put in the basement of the White Worm and then shot and the corpse put in the, the freezer. Yeah, I don't... It's just a timeline question. I'm not saying no. I'm just asking when. I'm going to go with they dug up his body from the grave. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that works. Yeah, no. yeah. Zombie Jason. Zombie Jason. I love Fred as much as anyone. <laughs> Way more than that other guy. But he raised an idiot. <laughs> His name is Archie. Let me give you some reasons so y'all Archie fans don't come at me. Well, I didn't he, think the idiot was Vegas. <laughs> he worked with Hiram Mofoing Lodge. He used Fred being shot for an excuse for everything. I get it. His dad got shot, but like, come on, don't use him as an excuse for shit. He wasn't loyal to his own father. IDK, I don't really dislike Archie. 
Two of these posters need to get in a fight. I want them right? in the pit. I just want them I, to go at it. I gotta see these six rounds. Just, just beat the shit out of each other. Come on. Well, while we're resurrecting some old segments, there is a new face in town, and there are some important questions we need to ask. Yeah. So, Darlin, as our resident Archie Comics expert, let's talk about the page-to-screen transition of one Evelyn Ever Never. She was a character in Little Archie. She was a little character in Little Archie. It's all I got. <laughs> Every time I feel like now you say, like, resident Archie expert, I feel like a fraud. Because <laughs> we're getting to the ones where I don't know anything about them. Evelyn was introduced as an antagonist in the Little Archie series. She, she was a brat. You also read the Wikipedia page. She had, she had big old buck teeth. She just was a mean little girl. Uh, compared to Betty, who was just a young Betty, and Veronica, who was a young Veronica. It was mm-hmm. sort of the, the same reason behind Cheryl being introduced later. The main girls were too likable to get in conflicts. Yeah. So they, they had a, a tantrum-prone little jerk of a girl in the neighborhood. Uh, but she was reintroduced uh, for the Betty and Veronica Vixens series. I haven't read those yet. They're all in the box over there. I know. Have I had time? Uh, which is a series where Betty and Veronica and all the ladies of Riverdale form a biker gang to do vigilante justice against catcallers and and ab- abusive boyfriends. Shank them! In one of the final issues, Cheryl does duct tape a, a, a knife to her boot and jump from the rafters. Yes! To jump stab someone. Yes! But Evelyn is one of the early recruits even before Cheryl joins. Uh, she has this badass facial scar, and she's the violent loose cannon of the gang. Yeah. It's very, very good. Does this mean that Evelyn's going to be violent in the show? I think inducing uh, uh, seizures is pretty violent already. I want there to be a scene where she's just, like, wailing on someone. <laughs> Blood just dripping from her hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Evelyn Evernever, it's not just a name out of a hat, although Edgar kind of is. And once again, we have run out of characters to give the page-to-screen treatment. Yep. But I think we have it in us for one last segment, our forever and always segment. Predictions? Predictions! Because what what we do know is that the flashback episode is coming. Yes. I predict... They've been hyping this to, to hell and back for a long time. They play the game in that flashback episode. In mm-hmm. detention or something in school. They find it in school. It's like hidden somewhere in school. Like b- behind a loose brick or something? Yes. And they find it and they play it. And it's all because it's one of those things where like none of them were friends... It brings them together. Yeah. They're like, they're something. In this upcoming episode, we're going to see that Alice introduces FP into the serpents. I think she, (gasps) I think she recruits slash recruited him or will recruit. Timelines are weird. Yes. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense too from the like costume pictures we've seen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So mine has to do with a question I have. Sure. What did they do with the jingle jangle? My thought is that this is going to come back. Mm -hmm. Well, Reggie could just like sell it, but (laughs) he's good at that. He has practice. I feel like it will be used to frame someone. 
Yeah. For something. I All I had written down was that whatever Reggie did to hide the jingle jangle didn't work. It will be found. There, there will be a, like, a greater, more intense search. Oh, Some, see, I'm, somebody's going to get busted, either Reggie or Veronica or both. See, I, I want it to be like a Reggie hit it so well, and for some reason they forget about it. And then he's like, hey, well, what about all these boxes of drugs? Why don't we use this <laughs> to get back at blank? Oh, or maybe it did work, but what he did was be a giant asshole about it. Like, yeah, they're never going to tie those drugs to us. I hid them in, like, Betty's backyard, and now <laughs> Betty's going to jail. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Or he, like, I don't know, flushed it all down the toilet, and now he's, like, poisoning all the fish. everything. The fish are high Such as hell. high fucking but fish. But then they die. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to get a found footage episode. Yeah. This could be a very long-term prediction, but sometime before this show is canceled, there will be a found footage-style episode. Yep. I feel like that could happen this season with the Gargoyle King. It really could. And it would be great. Ethel's either going to die, Mm -hmm. go fucking like Ophelia on us. Which would include dying. (laughs) Which would include dying. But like, you know, the Gargoyle King's just going to straight up kill her or like... Yeah. He's going to, like, drive her insane. Mm-hmm. She'll start giving out flowers and a bit of symbolism yeah. that I never understood. Yes. Something's going to happen with her. Like, this is leading up. This is going to build with this whole talking to the Gargoyle King. Mm-hmm. I feel like it could be a great opportunity to drag Jughead into it again. What if, what if this one-on-one uh, G&G session is them beginning to, to bring in Ethel's one notable characteristic from the books, her crush on Jughead. Yeah, I mean, that you were totally seeing. He, she, like, grabbed his hand at one point. She demanded a smooching. But, of what course... What if she uses the Gargoyle King to, like, bring Jughead to her or something? Yeah, but, but of course, because it's Riverdale, it won't just be, like, a, a comic crush or infatuation. It, it will be a, like, all-consuming, obsessive possessive she's gonna sort of like abusive crush kidnap him and yeah. lock him in a cellar yeah yeah she'll do the misery thing and she'll like strap him to a typewriter and break his ankles and demand he solve mysteries for her or something his typewriter the gift from betty yeah will be used to do this <laughs> so dear that's what we think might happen let's talk about what we know is going to happen in chapter 39 the midnight club Coming November 7th. The Midnight Club. Guess what? It's the Breakfast Club. Yeah. The the Midnight Club is the title of a noir uh, film about, I think, drug dealers or no, no, bank robbers or diamond thieves. Yeah. Some sort of heist noir. Uh, the very minor film, mostly forgotten. I, I think the title mostly applies more to the Breakfast Club, but it's midnight, so it's creepy. Yeah. The Midnight Society meets the Breakfast Club. Yep. Yeah. Because it's totally going to be the Breakfast Club. The trailer even shows them all being welcomed to Saturday detention. Uh-huh. And by them, I mean the the parents of Riverdale. Yes. In a flashback episode set in the early 90s, played by the actors that play their children. Yes. 
And this is where my prediction comes from about the game that I think they're going to find it buried somewhere in the school. And because they're all forced to be together and they wouldn't normally interact with each other and they have nothing else to do, they're going to play this game. And then it just freaking goes Jumanji on their ass Mm -hmm. in the library of the school. Nobody has said Jumanji more than you have in the last month. (laughs) Jumanji! Not since... Robin Williams died? I was going to say the the actual very profitable, successful movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart and Karen Gillan came out. What? It's like totally that, though. Come on. <laughs> you, you gotta like calling things out of a game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Soon there's going to be like a goblin. And every few scenes you'll see that goblin fucking up uh, David Allen Greer's car. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. The hobbits running around. Just, I don't know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Who's going to be the one, though, that's like, oh, we should play this game. It's like my LARP. That's Which character good... is that going to be? I do want it to be pre-Sheriff Keller very bad. I want I want the Kellers to have this family tradition of games. Yeah, right, right. That would be so sweet. I want Kevin to find out eventually that his dad is just as dorky as he is. I mean, Hermione looks so uptight. I yeah. can't imagine it's her. Yeah. I could see it being Mama Blossom from the look. Yeah, yeah. Alice is way too cool for this. Mm -hmm. Like, if it doesn't involve alcohol or stabbing things, I don't think she's into it. Fictional stabbing things doesn't count. Maybe Young FP? Maybe? Probably not. He's a letterman, which is, oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, that's odd. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It could be someone from outside the circle who then dies in the course of the the story. (gasps) Yeah. Yes. It will be easy to see who, like, fucking eats it as soon as you start to meet characters and you're like, oh, you don't have a kid in the future. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pop Tate's wife. Because Pop Tate's older than them all. Oh, no, yeah, that makes sense. She's the librarian and she dies because she decided to hang oh, out like, with the kids. I would love if there's a, like, Pop Tate, but they, like, dye his hair black so yeah. he looks younger. Yeah. Oh, I would love that so much. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Anyway, that comes out in two weeks and we hope... Hope you'll join us. Yes, though... We got some announcements. First of all, yeah, what's up with next week? They're not showing an episode. Are we going to have one? Yes. Yes, we are. We're going to have a Halloween special coming at you, and you may have guessed, but the plan is we will be recapping the first episode of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Along with a a very special page to screen. All sorts of stuff coming at you on Halloween. When you won't have a Riverdale to watch. Yeah. Um, And as for the episode after that, I unfortunately have a work thing on our normal night that I just can't get out of. So we are going to be one day late, probably. Yeah, we're planning to to do the usual thing, but one day later. So it'll be up in the middle of the night, uh, Thursday rather than Wednesday. Yes. Sorry. Sorry about that. They pay me. (laughs) There may also be a special thing coming out the regular day. Uh, I've got some plans. Depends on if he's crazy. It depends on how much I want to beat myself up with uh, audio editing. Someone really thinks you guys need a supplemental for a day? I'm telling him you'll all be really understanding and get it. And I'm saying sometimes I get an idea that I like so much, I have to make it happen, even if it's actually very dumb. 
He crazy. <laughs> crazy. So look out for those one or two, hopefully two specials before uh, our next regular episode that will be slightly delayed. Thank you for understanding. Yeah. And now the usual announcements. Please uh, give us a rating and review on uh, iTunes or Stitcher or wherever else you found us because it does help us so very much. Get found, get noticed, get while the getting's good as Riverdale Mania sweeps the world yet again. And tell a friend. Help them join the mania. Tell those friends. RPGs are having a renaissance right now. They have been for a few years. Why not reignite the satanic panic? You know, get the full experience. Yeah. Make your families quiver with fear. Mm Mm-hmm. Show up uh, with blue lips and they'll freak out and they won't know why until they listen to our show. (gasps) That should be my C2E2 costume next year. Yes! I should just walk around as Jughead, but with blue lips. (laughs) I love that so much. You can also follow us at sex underscore Archie to to keep up with all of our uh, announcements and news and a few yucks along the way. And a few yums. Yeah. So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Thank you, Hellcaster. Please.